Wednesday night kind of feeling, you know what I mean? Oh, hump day, you better be getting it again. Oh. Oh, bitches, you on the brain. I know you love it. Oh, you were fucking kicking ass on the church. Oh, you fucking. Oh, 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 get some church, baby. Get some real motherfucking church. Like cancer. 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 Like
Stories is Mike Martinez, right? Right, really? Huh? Okay, cool. Cool, so I produce this shit. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the okay, what res metal is? It's res metal. Reservation metal. Let's do it. Reservation metal, baby. We're in Windrock, Arizona, my hometown, in a Hogan on my drummer's family's land. And this is basic dwelling of the Navajo that they used to you know, live in and culture-wise. And, and to me, a Hogan's the uh, best place to play metal. <laughs> I would like to record it here, you know? I think it would sound really tight. There's a lot of bands, heavy metal bands, on a Navajo reservation. And for some reason, this music, this subculture, seems to permeate with, with the youth. What res metal is, is uh, res is sort of a, an inside word for reservation. Our brand of metal is different than anybody else. And whether you grew up with it or, like myself, sort of tagged along with it and made it your own, it's blowing up. My mom, when I was in the womb, she would put headphones on and blast Metallica, Iron Maiden, Scorpions, Megadeth. And so, I, yeah, I guess I was, I came out a metalhead. I grew up, you know, listening to Iron Maiden. I love the album covers. It made sense. Oh, I just like dark imagery. Because, you know, it's not too great around here. It just takes you somewhere else. A lot of artists around here on the Navajo Nation, they, they, they write about what goes on. Um, the struggles and, you know, uh, experiences here on the reservation that a lot of people outside of the reservation don't know about. A lot of frustration, a lot of... Uh, a lot of boredom out here, I guess you could say, you know, you need to find some way to, somewhere to channel it and something positive, you know. We grew up poor, you know, but it's just like letting out aggression and energy. If we didn't have that metal subculture, <laughs> there'd be a lot more dead people around here because... 
people are angry and frustrated everywhere. But for us in this barren, I guess it's not a wasteland. It's really beautiful, but it's it's depressing being here. Suicide rate is a big, the biggest killer around here. And on the reservation, and it comes in waves. I mean, I've lost a couple friends over the past few years to you know to suicide, and uh, and it it really sucks. And like, you don't even see it. There's like signs that you would see, but sometimes you don't see it. And yeah, it's just pretty crazy. Growing up on the res is basically a constant struggle. There's no jobs. There's little to no opportunity. You have cultural roots um, that you grew up with, with your grandparents and your family, your parents. Before Western expansion, you know, we were we were all right. We took care of ourselves, and we were very self-sufficient. But when we had to conform to Western culture, that's where everything pretty much went straight to hell after that for us. Like I'm not a activist or anything, but I'm aware of our history and I, I'm proud to be a Navajo. It's hard to balance that cultural heritage as well as trying to live in the 21st century. It's a constant struggle. If the cultural trauma passed down is what we play, how we feel, that anger, that aggression, growing our hair out. Just to find a, a safe haven for everybody, you know. Just to get to a show of music, metal. And it does it for you. It possesses you. <laughs> like, that's why we do it. a lot of people do it. I know a lot of people, it's, it's changed their lives, it's saved their lives, and, and that's what keeps them going. All over the reservation, and the reservation is far apart, and there's no venues, so they host shows wherever they can, whether it's in the middle of nowhere, you can throw a show anywhere. That DIY mentality and attitude is one of the backbones to this to this res metal scene. Yeah, the DIY, you know, do it yourself. It's just really natural for us, and it's always been that way. Even you know when we had our band going, we would make our own stage and you know put up a show. You know, that's I think that was the enjoyment of doing things. You know, and it still is. You do it because you love it. So you know, it doesn't matter how if you have to build a stage or you know get a a flatbed truck to use as your stage. Oh, the passion with these red shows—it's it's remarkable. I think this is this is an underground phenomenon that the world needs to see. For me, I I get I get into this mentality. I'm kind of you know just easy going guy, you know. But like when you get on stage and like you have that mic and everything is like loud and then like it just does something to you. It like it switches it switches you on and like you, you're I'm, I, I'm there to entertain you. I'm there to put on a show. I'm there to create a spectacle of myself. You know because that's what it is. It's art. It's an art form. Around 1990, you know, you had death metal come along, so that kind of scared people, you know. Maybe that was the last time that you felt any kind of um, feelings about music, you know, kind of that dangerous attitude that rock stars talk about, you know. And when death metal came along, black metal, you know, that kind of brought that spirit back.
because it wasn't just an act. So the black metals really lived that life, you know. We were uh, more of embracing dark sides of our culture, things that you're not supposed to talk about, you know, the, the black magic, those kind of things. We get in a whole different state of mind than who we were before. Um, just like, you know, if you were to put a mask on, you know, you put that mask on, and nobody knows it's you, so you can be a whole different person. To, to us, it, it kind of like relates to um, Navajo culture as well. Because uh, like in Navajo culture, there's um, like uh, witches, they're called uh, Yenikoshi, and they have something similar like how the corpse paint looks, like it's black and white. And I think that's, that's the reason why we use it as well. Just like Western cultures, you have your good and bad. Over here, it's the same too. We have our good and bad. Uh, the good, you know, there's traditional ceremonies, healing ceremonies. You know, you go to go see a medicine man, get healed, you know, spiritually. And then there's the opposite of that. There's people that are out there that want to hurt you. And then they'll paint their face using ash and then they'll get blood, whatever, wipe it on their face and just go out and conjure up their their spells and try and make the person that they're out to get make their life their own living hell. are doing like right now currently are trying to show people around here that metal's not all that bad especially here you know here on the reservation metal metal is really popular and just people don't see it because a lot of people like to advertise all the country shit it's frowned upon this is like country town it's mostly country music they don't play metal on local stations I have a lot of respect for all these bands you know we're, we're not out here to butt heads and say who's who's better than who it's just it's just one big family I'm grateful for my struggles that I've been through and you know I'm proud proud to be you know Native American and to be a Native American that plays metal as in the words of my cousin Ed, shut up and jam. You gotta live fast and play fast.
What is going on ladies and gentlemen, AJ Good here at House of Masks. The mask channel you never wanted, but you have now. And you know, I get asked a lot if my life-size Michael Myers freaks me out, or Slappy the Dummy, any of these masks, if I ever just get scared walking through my house. And the answer is no. They never really catch me off guard. Maybe the first day or two that I haven't put up if I walk into the house and forget that they're there. But the mannequins and stuff themselves don't scare me. So what would freak me out if it's in my house? Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. There is a band from Australia with some of the freakiest imagery that I can remember seeing in my entire life. Genuine nightmare fuel. I made a post about this band recently on my Instagram and people lost their fucking minds. I'm still getting DMs and comments four or five days later thanking me for introducing people to this band. That band is Portal. Now, before I get into it with the band's imagery, I want to make it very clear that Portal is not for everybody. Their actual music is not for everyone. The music they play truly matches their imagery, and it makes for very hard listening. I can't even really place the band in any sort of genre aside from just metal in general because they don't have a sound. I imagine that their music is what it sounds like to be in hell. But enough of that, I'm not a music channel, I'm a mask channel, so let's talk about their look. While most of the band members just wear black cloth hoods, some have the eyes cut out, one of the guys even has a noose wrapped around his neck, the real main course here, the entree if you will, is the curator, the vocalist for the band. He's had many looks over the years and not one of them doesn't freak me out at least a little bit. So I'm gonna go ahead and put them in order real quick from my least favorite to my favorite and show you guys some images of them as we go. First up, my least favorite look, not to say that it's not a cool look, it's just my least favorite because his looks are so fucking scary, I have to place this one at the bottom, the dark poke. I do feel like this look is fucking rad, I just think that it's low on my list because the poke thing has been done so many times since then, most notably with Marilyn Manson and Ghost. I do believe that the curator did this look before Ghost ever happened, so I think that they had the Dark Pope before Papa was ever a thing. But with that being said, Ghost has gotten huge, so we have definitely seen an increase in Dark Popes on Instagram and Pinterest and just in the mainstream media of heavy metal or the mask world. But the curator did do the Dark Pope before Ghost, so suck on that. If you're not down with that, then we've just got two words for you. Next up, we have the witch hat. This is another faceless version. This look just features a massive witch-style hat that covers the entire head and face of the curator. How he sees, let alone sings through that, is beyond me because there really doesn't appear to be any sort of opening whatsoever. But the fact that it's just a shape covering a human head is really fucking freaky to me. There doesn't have to be a lot going on. It's just weird to look at. Next up, probably the most infamous look from the band is the clock head. Who the fuck wouldn't think that this is cool? I fucking love this look. It's actually second on my list. I believe that this was the first glimpse of Portal that I ever saw years and years ago in some sort of metal magazine. I can't really remember what it was, but I remember seeing a small article about them and the clock head in a small photo, and I immediately went home and looked them up. Once again, another faceless inanimate object in place of a human head. This look itself really embodies how I perceive Portal. I feel like the curator is an ever-changing being that just kind of floats through time and picks where he wants to come out and how he wants to come out. So he makes a physical embodiment out of a piece of time and history. Sometimes he's a medieval queen, sometimes he's a witch, sometimes he's a pope, or sometimes he is time himself, thus giving us the clock head. 
Now the clock head itself actually features a small infinity sign with an hourglass behind it, thus further proving my point or my theory there. And the fact that the band is called Portal means that this dude has a portal or is a portal or whatever. That's just how I see it. So maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm looking too far into it, but those just seem like coincidences that are way too cool not to be true, so I'm going to say that they're true. Side note, I would really...
bad. Hold on, hold on. This metal band portal is fucking boss. Holy shit, the person that, that, oh man, they're just fucking so badass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Cannibal Corpse is cool. Sepultura, their boss. You know, Slayer, their boss. Metallica, their boss. And then there's this one band. I forgot what they're called. Dang, I gotta play them again. They were a fucking boss. Damn, I forgot their name, though. Shoot. I can see the album in my brain. Just can't think of the name. Oh, man, it was like a... Industrial metal is fucking badass. Not nail bomb. Nail bomb was good though. But uh, who was it? Fudge. Anyways, let's get back to this band. I'll think about it. I'll be all meditating on it, sucking sucking my own dick uh, uh, on the subject. You know what I mean? I'll be all. Oh, I just fucking came. Oh yeah, I got it now. So here we go. You're on the brain, bitches. find it. Let me see. Industrial... But I just look at that. Let me see. So I don't even remember one of their songs. Let me see. Uh, nine, let's see. 1995 Industrial Metal Bands. That's what I'll write. I'll write Industrial Metal Bands of 1995. Let's see. Let's see. Because it was fucking metal. It was just badass. I had the tape. I played it like a million times. I was like, guys, check this band. That's bad. Yeah. Oh, that band sucks. Yeah, it sucks because it's not on the fucking radio. Huh, bitches. Bitches. Yeah, crap ass because they're not on the radio. But you know, how wasn't the radio type of dude? I, I like, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the, the, the model. I enjoyed the radio, but we got to find it right now. Let's do it. Oh man, really guys? That's all you guys got for me? Come on. Shit. Come on. Come on. Oh, 
this. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. We got this. We got this. I think we got this, guys. I think we got this, guys. Let me try it. Those are the only one. They're only playing. Oh man, they're only showing like popular shit. Okay. Uh, I hate when they do that. So let me see. Oh no, I'll find. I'll find the guys still. Once I get it, I'm gonna be so excited. I'll be playing it for days. I'll be all dun 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 dun. I don't know if they came in '94. Oh shit! I just lost the whole bunch of I'll find it because I know it was on like oh it's weird oh there it is boom bitches oh dang I got it guys oh I got it you guys ready for it you guys ready <laughs> it's like it's like dead air on the 88.3 FM right now it's kind of funny except my voice that's funny but anyways here we go nail bomb bitches
This show is brought to you by Jim Beam. Kentucky bourbon, baby. Oh, straight up. Oh. And Mississippi mud, black and tan. Porter and Pilsner beer. Oh, shit. That shit's so good. Tastes like a nice hot chocolate. Oh, so good. Slow good. Nail Bomb guys. Do you guys remember Nail Bomb? Does anybody even know who Nail Bomb was? I did. I had their fucking tape. I was playing that shit over and over and over and over and over. I was playing that shit on my little radio show, Happy Time Radio Show, way back in the day. Damn, we should do some Happy Time Radio Show. That'd be sweet. But we're going to be doing, doing some Happy Time Radio Show with the the gentleman that used to live across the street from the other guy that used to be in my show, Happy Time Radio. Oh, but we want to, I, I kind of, I kind of, oh, wait a minute, Phil and Selma and the illegals. Oh, snap, let's do it. I 
That's all we got for now. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Cheers.